On this episode of the Burnzo Cast, we have some wicked good times. A love letter to Newberry Comics. Hey everybody, and welcome to episode three of the Burnzo Cast. It's nice to be uh, talking to you again. I don't know if I have too much news or too much housekeeping to go over before I get into the brass tacks of this podcast. Um, I do want to say <coughs> I have a whole new appreciation for podcasters out there. Um, episode two of the Burnzo cast, which was a love letter to Emerald Square Mall, that was definitely pretty complicated to edit mainly because of the audio. I really spent a lot of time trying to make the audio as best as possible. I was messing around with limiters. I was messing around with the equalizers, the treble, the bass. And my voice tends to be kind of deep, or it is kind of deep. So I have a lot of bass to uh, that kind of distorts itself sometimes. So sometimes I just have to get rid of some of that bass because my voice is too dang deep. Um, so that's a little bit difficult. But, you know, I'm working out all the kinks. And I'm trying to figure out how to make the audio as good as possible. I'm not sure if you really care about this, but I just thought I'd go over this briefly. Today, I'm actually using a different kind of setup, different microphone. Usually, I use a Sony Lavalier microphone that, is, that I use for videography purposes. Um, but now, I'm using a 2019 iPod, which uh, I'm not really sure how this is going to go. But I'm using the microphone on that iPod, and I'm using the Voice Memos app, which is the usual app that's on Apple computers and iPhones and such. So this is just an experiment to see if this microphone works a little better. The Sony one I use is like 20, maybe more than 20 years old now, and it's not even a wireless thing. So I've been getting some noise with it, some, you know, like interference noise. But anyway, yes, we'll uh, get down to brass tacks here. We'll get into episode number three of the Burnzo cast, which is Some Wicked Good Times, a love letter to Newberry Comics. And we'll get right into that right after this break. Hey, baby, want a date? The only date I'll be having tonight is with this book by Matt Burns. Did you know his books are on Amazon.com now? Many of them cost only 99 cents. At most, you're only going to pay about $3. Why don't you stop thinking about dirty things for once in your life and go read a book by Matt Burns? You're right. I think about the dirty thing all the time. I'll go read a book by Matt Burns and get my mind on something more intelligent. Good day, ma'am. You are listening to Burnzo Cast Radio. Okay, welcome back to the Burnzo Cast. So, for this episode, I basically just wanted to talk about my love for a store that's in the New England area. And if you're living in New England or if you're familiar with New England, you might be familiar with this store. 
and it's called Newberry Comics. And it sounds like, if you're not familiar, it sounds like it's a comic book store, but it's actually more than just a comic book store. It has music, CDs, has DVDs, and a lot of T-shirts and novelties, and I guess manga dolls, manga dolls, whatever those are. It has a lot of different stuff. But I just wanted to talk about my love for this store. So let me give you a little brief history about it. Newberry Comics first opened in 1978 on Newberry Street in Boston, a very kind of famous street, has a lot of stores there and boutique type places. And it was opened by two MIT students named John Brusker and Mike Dries. And the store started out as a comic book store, as the name would imply. But over time, it started selling, I guess at that time in the 80s, it started selling vinyl records, a lot of music. And in the 90s, started selling CDs and cassette tapes and eventually DVDs and Blu-ray and a lot of other pop culture type stuff, novelties, t-shirts, posters, like I said, those manga dolls, whatever those are, manga, manga, Japanimation type stuff. Started selling a lot of that stuff in the 2000s and beyond. But yeah, it started as a comic book store. I had never heard of it personally until the 1990s. My brother told me, I guess, at some point that there's this awesome store in Boston on Newberry Street called Newberry Comics, and they sell extremely cheap CDs there. Up until that point, I, w- I was kind of, you know, like every suburban fool. I went to the local mall and went to the record town there. It was called Record Town, and they had really extremely expensive CDs there, selling for about retail price, $20 or more in some cases. So when I heard that there's this place in Boston that sells CDs for, you know, sometimes, I mean, maybe $12 or $13, I was blown away and I needed to go to this store. I was only in the sixth grade, so I couldn't go into Boston myself. So I actually joined my my mother one day and we actually met up with my dad, I think, in Boston. He worked uh, in the Prudential Center area. So I think we met up with him for lunch or something like that. My mom needed to go to some other stores in the Boston, in that area. Newberry Street or maybe the Copley Mall, Prudential Mall, something like that. But I tagged along with her and I was able to go to Newberry Comics. And I had a lot of paper route money at the time, so I was able to buy a lot of stuff there. And I do specifically remember buying a Offspring CD. It was Smash, the Offspring Smash CD. And it was only about $12 or $13. It might have even been less than that. I bought some Beastie Boys posters, and I specifically remember buying an Allison Chains t-shirt for their album Jar of Flies. It was really an EP. But yeah, my first experience at the Newberry Comics was, you know, I was really blown away by it because the people working there, first of all, were so weird looking. They were like from another dimension or planet. They had, you know, the dyed hair. You dyed every which color. They had piercings, nose piercings, ear, obviously ear piercings. They had piercings uh, in places that I probably couldn't see, but they had body piercings everywhere. They had the fishnet stockings. They had the Doc Martin boots, really, you know, punk type T-shirts and stuff. And they looked like they're from another dimension. I never saw these people anywhere else in my life. So I was really... Uh, 
that really left an impression for me. And I just remember wondering, where did these people live? I mean, did they all, I kind of had this image in my mind that they were all living together in some apartment loft in Boston somewhere in kind of a, a commune, not a hippie commune style, but I guess like a punker commune style. And, you know, Boston had kind of a punk scene at the time. There were all those runaway punks that used to hang out in Harvard Square. So I kind of... I kind of just had images in my mind that all these punkers would be living together in some apartment loft in Boston, like a one room apartment, but with like 20 or 30 punkers packed in there or something. I don't know. And, and most of them worked at Newberry comics. That's who these weirdos were. So yeah, anyway, they really left an impression in my mind and the store in general was a really cool atmosphere. They had the stereo there that, with the really nice bass, usually playing some really cool in the know type music, you know, not mainstream stuff, something very uh, obscure, avant garde, or maybe electronica or jungle bass and drum type music, something like that, you know, something in the know, something cool, something not mainstream. That's what I remember being on the stereo there. And once in a while, you would hear something kind of mainstream, but. I like Beastie Boys would be on there sometimes. Uh, yeah, the stereo was always very loud and very awesome sounding. The bags that you got for your purchases were very colorful and very nice, and you could repurpose them for other things later, you know, like carrying I don't know, luggage or something or, or, you know, carrying your lunch around. I don't know. But the bags were so cool that, you know, getting getting those bags for your... <laughs> It was it was almost um, more fun getting the bags sometimes than your actual purchases because the bags were so colorful and, and, you know, such a nice, sturdy material. Even if you bought a poster there, they would give you a special bag for that. It was kind of like, you know, it went over the poster uh, almost like a, you know, prophylactic or something. I don't know. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, they had the special bags for posters as well. And one other thing I remember that left an impression at the Newberry at the Newberry Street location definitely was they had these cubbies, these wooden cubbies by the exit of the store, and in each of these cubbies there'd be little flyers or or cards even or something like something bigger than a business card, but they'd be very colorful and they'd have fantastic graphic design on them, but they'd be promotional material for. DJs who were playing at local or nearby clubs in Boston, usually on Lansdowne Street, like Karma Club or Axis and Avalon, uh, Jake Ivory's or something like that. All these clubs are gone now on Lansdowne Street. Now there's, you know, House of Blues and a couple other kind of lame bars there. But um, or there'd be, you know, punk show flyers and there'd also be these free copies of the Boston Phoenix, which was a free newspaper that Boston used to have. Uh, it was kind of a cool newspaper, it no longer exists, but if you're at all, if you're from Boston, you probably know what I'm talking about, the Boston Phoenix. It was just a newspaper, um, but it was free. So there'd always be copies of the Boston Phoenix at the exit there of the Newberry Comics, along with all those DJ promotional flyers. And I'd, I'd basically just get one of each flyer because they look so cool. And sometimes I'm, I'd hang them up in my room. 
Yeah, and one thing I really liked doing at the Boston Newberry Comics was looking. I went through this phase of uh, being interested, and this mainly came from my brother who got me into it. But I got really into techno, or techno really isn't the right word. When you when you say techno, you think of bands like the Real McCoy, or what is it like Culture Beats, or something like that. But this was more like electronica and jungle, drum and bass music. I got really big into that music in the late 1990s, I think. And Newberry Comics would have this whole section of electronica compilation music. So I usually bought a lot of compilations there, mainly from there was this record label called Astral Works, and they released a bunch of compilations of techno type music, electronica. And I'm trying to think of some of the DJs or groups that produced this music. Obviously, there was Chemical Brothers and Fatboy Slim. Those were the more mainstream ones. But uh, I'm thinking about like Rabbit in the Moon and Orbital and Orb, Ronnie Sizey. I think there was uh, Goldie or something like that. But I never really got too familiar with the names of these groups or DJs. I kind of just bought the compilations at Newberry Comics. And like I said, there were a ton of them. And that was something I really liked to do uh, in the late 1990s at Newberry Comics. But yeah, I instantly fell in love with Newberry Comics. And from that day forward, I made several trips into Boston, uh, usually with my mother or my parents, because uh, I was still young at the time, but, you know, I got eventually old enough to go in on my own. And, well, usually with friends, we would make a special trip into Boston. We would take the commuter rail train and we'd get off at Back Bay Station and we'd walk basically down all the way to Newberry Street. And we'd always hit up the same stores, usually in the same order. Um, I think we usually went to Tower Records first which was on the corner of Newberry Street in Mass Ave. Then we'd go to Urban Outfitters. Um, I wasn't as, you know, sometimes you could get some clothes there. I once got a hacky sack there. I never really got anything else there. It wasn't really my type of store. But there was, you know, an Army-Navy store on Newberry Street. There were a couple other used record stores on Newberry Street. And those places were good, um, especially for bootleg tapes, if you're into that. I got some really good beastie boys bootleg tapes at this place called mystery train on newberry street but more than anything else newberry comics was really the main purpose why we went into boston to newberry street we just went in there multiple times and we would get our cds we'd get our t-shirts and we'd often do this trip right before school started because we wanted you know new band t-shirts for school and everything so it would often be right, you know, at the end of August before school started. We'd make a special trip into Newberry Street and we'd make a day out of it. We'd go to all those other stores I mentioned before. We'd eat at TGF Fridays or at the Poor House on Boylston Street, which was just really up a block from Newberry Street. Poor House, really great place. I That actually closed recently, I think, the Poor House. But yeah, for all through the 90s, the mid-90s and late 90s, you'd have to go into Newberry Street to go to Newberry Comics. But the store did start franchising and did start expanding out to the suburbs in the late 1990s and then definitely in the 2000s. And it eventually 
opened in Norwood, which was a nearby town. So there was no longer any need to go all the way into Newberry Street. You just had to go to Norwood. I went with my friends there. We'd go to Newberry Comics all the time. We weren't 21 yet, so we had nothing else to do. We couldn't go to bars or anything like that. So we'd go to Newberry Comics all the time and probably spend too much money on CDs. And eventually around that time, DVDs were, you know, there was a lot more DVDs starting to be sold at Newberry Comics. So I'd I'd buy a lot of DVDs there as well. Now, also around that time, Newberry Comics started experimenting with live music in the store. And when I say started experimenting with it, I should probably say they only tried it once because it was basically a disaster and they stopped doing it right away. And I don't blame them. I was fortunate enough to be at this one live music event. It was a band called Tree. They had played there. A pretty, I don't know, they were like a punk alternative, uh, punkish band, uh, kind of hardcore band almost. But yeah, so they had a Tree play there and, you know, the store was packed with kids. I went there with my friends and we basically hung out in back of the store the whole time. But it was packed with kids as soon as the band started playing, there was moshing, there was crowd surfing, and it was a big mess. My friend got his nose smashed in, and I think he got his nose broken right as soon as the band started playing. Um, but I do remember at the end of the show, there was plastic wrapping all over the floor from because people stole a bunch of the CDs, and then the security gate at the exit of the store kept on beeping and beeping because people were walking out with just pockets full of CDs and probably DVDs and stuff. It was horrible. I mean, they treated the store, there were animals. So uh, obviously Newberry Comics didn't see this as a success and they never had live music at that location ever again. Uh, I can't remember them ever having live music there ever again. So that was a big disaster. But I did get to witness that one live music event there. I think it was around the year 2000 that this happened. the 2000s went forward Newberry Comics stayed pretty big but you know you had Napster you had iTunes you had iPods so music became much more digital and there was less of a need for CDs there was still a need for DVDs and those were pretty big for a while and then Blu-ray people were still watching their DVDs and Blu-rays and I actually spent a lot of time in the mid 2000s and late 2000s selling a lot of my CDs and DVDs I'd actually, uh, you know, don't tell anybody, but I used to burn all the CDs to my computer hard drive first and then sell them at Newberry Comics because I didn't really need them anymore. I digitized all the music. Um, That was a little, you know, way I could make some extra money and also keep keep the songs on a hard drive, which actually was kind of smart to do. I still have them to this day. I also sold a lot of my DVDs, too. Got some pretty good cash that way. I, I do regret selling them, but I kind of needed the cash at the time. I wish I still had every single CD and every single DVD that I had sold because 
I had some great ones. But by the end of the 2000s, Newberry's comics, I think, started to struggle a bit because they didn't have the CDs anymore. I mean, they still sold CDs, but CDs were kind of becoming obsolete, basically obsolete because of all the digital streaming music. And then DVDs and Blu-rays were becoming obsolete, too, because of streaming movies and platforms like Netflix. So they were clearly starting to struggle, but they did get kind of saved by a resurgence of vinyl. So after, I don't know, probably about 10 or fi- about 15 years ago, maybe 10 or 15 years ago, I'll say about 15, 12 years ago, maybe, Newberry Comics started selling a lot more vinyl records because it was a resurgence. I guess people all of a sudden wanted to buy and listen to vinyl records. I don't really know why. I guess they just wanted to return to something more physical and And vinyl is really good, you know, it's high-quality music. So there was a big resurgence in vinyl, but when they first started selling all that vinyl, the records were very well-priced, and they were pretty cheap. And the one store in Norwood, which actually, they moved locations in Norwood. There's a much bigger store in Norwood now, but it's at a different location than the one that I used to, you know, go to in the two, you know, different from the location that that Tree concert was at. So totally different location now. But they started selling a bunch of vinyl records, and and they had a bunch of used records there as well. And they were only about a dollar each, so it was great. I mean, I'm not big into vinyl, but I, I could go in there and find some really cool vinyl records for only a dollar. Um, so for, for a while, for several years really, vinyl was very reasonably priced. And in some cases, if they were used vinyl records, they were cheap. Nowadays... They're very expensive. If you go into Newberry Comics now, they're definitely on the expensive side. They're very nice. I mean, they make very nice new vinyl records now for all you know major artists. They're very nice. They're very good looking, and they probably sound great. But they're very expensive. So over the period of ten years, the vinyl records have gone from being very reasonably priced and you could buy a bunch to being very expensive. I'm not into vinyl because it's just it's not worth the money in my opinion. But today, I still like going to Newberry Comics for their DVDs and Blu-rays. And I know DVD and Blu-ray is kind of, it's an obsolete medium now. But Newberry Comics is, basically has them, is selling them for very cheap. And this is a very good, you know, even a year ago when I started going to Newberry Comics again, the Blu-rays and DVDs were very cheap then. But I've even noticed over the past year that the prices have gone up. So... I think the days of DVDs being so cheap, and these are all used DVDs, I think those days are probably in the past. And now, uh, who knows, maybe there's a resurgence of DVDs popularity and they're becoming more expensive. But then again, everything's expensive these days in the year 2024. So they're more expensive now. But yeah, Newberry Comics is still alive and kicking. It still has the same smell to it. The store still has the same smell. And I guess it's probably the smell of plastic from all the CDs and DVD cases. There's also a smell of like, I don't want to say it's BO because that would, um, that would imply that it's a bad smell, but it's actually a good BO smell. It's like a hint of BO mixed with plastic or to put it another way. I think it's more like somebody had an Italian sub with a lot of onions on it and ate it there. And there's like a hint of onion maybe mixed in with the plastic smell 
I know that sounds kind of weird, but there's a, definitely a distinct smell to Newberry Comics, and it's still very much present in the store. I love that smell, actually. Um, a couple other things about Newberry Comics. There's a lot of mall locations now, and they're not as good as that main Norwood location. They don't really sell many CDs or DVDs. They mostly sell T-shirts, novelties, uh, the, again, the manga dolls, the Japanimation dolls. They sell a lot of those. Not a lot of, actually, no DVDs, no Blu-rays at those locations. So I'm not a huge fan of the mall locations, but I do still really like the Norwood location. It's big. There's tons of music there. Still a lot of CDs, tons of vinyl there if you're into vinyl, and quite a bit of DVDs and Blu-rays as well. Um, yeah, unfortunately, the people who work at Newberry Comics are, I mean, they're awesome people, but they're not as weird as the ones who were at that initial... Newberry Street location, and I don't think you'll ever get that again. I mean, it's more like hipster. They still, you know, they have their their bling to them. I don't know, is bling the right word? Editor's note. I believe the term I was looking for was flair, which comes from the movie Office Space. But they have, uh, they're definitely hipster looking, and they look a little unique. They might have dyed hair. They might have some piercings. But they're definitely nowhere close to as weird as those workers at the Newberry Street location in the mid-1990s. So that's kind of sad. I don't think you'll ever see that again. But they're still awesome people. It's still a great store to hang out in. I really like going to Newberry Comics when it's quiet in there. And they have some just really obscure, probably hipster-type music playing over the stereo. And it's just really quiet in between songs. You can hear the crackling from the stereo because it's usually a vinyl that they're playing. And it's a very peaceful experience just looking around in there, again, when it's not that busy. And it usually isn't that busy anymore, um, probably because, you know, nobody's really buying CDs anymore, sadly. But yes, there's always going to be a place in my heart for Newberry Comics. I still think it's going to be around for a while. I think it's doing pretty well, especially at the mall locations. And if anything, they'll just probably close a few stores here and there. Just kind of consolidate the business a little bit. But I think Newberry Comics is here to stay for a while. It's hard to know where the future is. I think the future is still going to be digital streaming music and movies. There's probably going to be a resurgence here and there of physical media, whether it be CDs, the vinyl resurgence is still pretty strong. Um, I don't know if there's going to be a huge resurgence of DVD and Blu-ray, that physical media. But yeah, the, the streaming is still probably here to stay. So I think Newberry Comics, that's why at the mall locations, they don't really sell CDs and DVDs. They sell all the novelties and the, the clothing and other you know posters and stuff like that. Totally understandable why they do that, because people just aren't buying CD and DVD anymore, that physical media. But yes, there's always going to be a huge place in my heart for Newberry Comics. I love the store to death, and I really wish it the best.
Okay, so that concludes episode number three of the Burnzo Cast. Thank you very much for listening. I hope you enjoyed that little love letter to Newberry Comics, whether you're familiar with the store or not familiar with the store. I think uh, you may find it interesting, especially if you're a music lover or physical media lover or just a lover of the 1990s because Newberry Comics was definitely a, the place to be in the mid-1990s in the Boston area. So yeah, that's basically it for this episode of the Burnzo Cast. Thank you very much for listening. Please stay tuned. I will be uh, making more episodes uh, and posting them probably, it seems like, once a month. But thank you very much for listening. Stay tuned and be well. Hey, everyone. If you want to check out my writing, be sure to check out my blog, thebernzodiaries.com. And also check out my books at amazon.com. I have many novels there, including Johnny Cruz, Supermarket Zombies, Weird Monster, The Woman and the Dragon. And I also have many Kindle singles there and other books, including memoirs. So be sure to check out my blog, thebernzodiaries.com and also my books at amazon.com.